0: G. We've got another awesome episode of the Aligned Money Show coming your way featuring Paula Harris. Paula is the co-founder and principal with WH Cornerstone Investments. She is empowering widows with financial knowledge. She is a speaker. She is an author and a financial planner. We had a great conversation, talked about how to handle curveballs that life throws our way how to have conversations with loved ones around the different planning that we're doing and the realities of how hard it is as human beings to proactively plan for bad things when they inevitably happen because they inevitably will happen so how do we actually make it happen and then finally a great difference making tip on the importance of having a plan. I know you're gonna love it. Let's go. Bala, to get us started, give me two truths and a lie, please.
1: I would be delighted to. So they are as following. I have been skydiving, I have walked on fire, and I have fished amongst grizzly bears in remote parts of Alaska.
0: She's been skydiving, she's walked on fire. She's fished amongst grizzly bears in remote parts of Alaska, you said, Paula?
1: That's exactly where I said.
0: Mm, 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 mm. I believe that you've walked on fire. I don't think you've been skydiving.
1: You actually guessed it. I have not been yes. skydiving. Well, well done.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, tell me about the uh, the fishing with grizzly bears.
1: So I have been fly fishing in remote Alaska six, five times now, Um, and it is one of the most um, exciting things I, I could say I've ever done to be in nature like that and to be close to some of nature's biggest, most powerful animals is really a thrill. It's why I feel calm about it is it's during salmon season and all they want is salmon. And there are so many salmon in that river that they don't need to come after me to find salmon. So that gives me some comfort. Uh, But there was one time where there was a grizzly bear walking. I was on the beach and he was walking in a path behind me. That was was a little freaky. Um, I I, I did get a little nervous. And another time I had to use um, the outdoor restroom. And my fishing guide said, just go up that trail and sing happy birthday the whole time you're up there. And I was like, okay, happy birthday to me. That was a little freaky. So um, it, it's uh, it's quite an experience, though.
0: Yeah. Uh, how, how close to these semi-truck of animals are you?
1: Usually a good distance. Um, a good distance being like maybe... 200 300 400 yards okay uh, i have not had one pop up right next to me yeah i know people who have (laughs) that would be a little bit more uncomfortable but that would be very uncomfortable
0: yeah for sure terrified yeah Yeah. it is a good thing that there's plenty to eat but nevertheless nevertheless Well, very cool. Um, And fly fishing, fly fishing is one of those things for me that looks just so idyllic, Yes. uh, but I've never done it. And I don't know that I'm going to do the work to learn how, how did you learn how?
1: I learned how by just doing it. So, and going out with the guide is everything. The guides teach you. Um, I have not gone out too many times unguided and that has how I've learned. And I you know, practicing is a big deal. I don't practice enough. So if you go on a trip once or twice a year, you probably need to do a little more than that. But to be in nature, even if I am not having the success I would like, I am having a great day. And if you also go to a place where there's a lot of fish, success is pretty eminent. So that makes it much more rewarding, too.
0: I I bet. I'm sure that uh, just regardless of whether or not you catch anything, just being in what I imagine to be a just unbelievably beautiful place and yep. rivers are something very special about that and, yes. and everything else.
1: And the other beauty cell phones don't usually work there even better. So you, you are focused. Yeah. So that's, a good thing. that's, that's partly why we do these trips.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Stay away from the bears. Don't get eaten by a bear. The rest is all gravy from there. Paula. Yes, it is. Love it. Well, what, what is, what is top of mind for you right now?
1: Well, you know, this is going to segue really nicely. I want to talk about curveball life planning. So this is something that we we practice um, in our business. Um, so if that grizzly bear were to come along, that would be a curveball. It would be something that you weren't necessarily expecting. Um, and are you prepared in life if that curveball hits? Mm. And we, uh, we've we discussed this before, uh, you and I, George, that we work a lot with widows. The average age of widowhood is 59 which usually startles everybody and even startles financial planners, which surprises me because you probably have met some folks of varying ages. But that curveball comes usually when you're least expecting it. So how do you get yourself prepared all the time without necessarily having the impetus of like there's a diagnosis, like, you know, there's a problem. Um, And even then people still don't get prepared, Mm -hmm. which is really hard. Um, So my mission is to get people to think about getting their affairs in order before something happens. And I can give you so many stories. I mean, stories that have happened in the last six weeks, like my hairdresser, 58 years old. I was supposed to um, get my hair cut on December 29th. And there's a sign on the door that says family emergency. She went to the hospital on December 26th. She ended up with metastasized cancer and several organs in her body. And sadly, she died on January 30th. Like didn't she didn't expect that. I've seen this woman every four weeks for like two more than two decades, almost three decades. You know, someone you know very well, and suddenly they're just gone, and her family is left figuring out what to do next. Um, because you know, the other piece of this is there's a lot of May December marriages, um, and what that is is somebody is 10 years an age difference from somebody else, and the, you know, women tend to live longer than men. Men will die, die earlier, but if you're in a situation where You've got a May December marriage, so you're sixty and your husband's seventy five. Um, you know that changes things. Are, are you are you really focusing and being prepared for what that means too? In this case, it was it was the opposite. He um, he's older, she's younger, and she passes away first. But statistically, the male is going to pa- pass away first. So th- just the the complications of. Life can be really tricky, especially a time when you're grieving, to have to sort things things out um really hard, really hard. And I can go on and on, so you tell me what you want to hear next.
0: <laughs> These are all realities of just being being human beings is that we get yeah. sick. We die. These things happen at inopportune times. Not that there's ever an opportune time to get sick or to die right. and living longer than you expect is is bad. Also, just like dying before be, be, before you think you're going to. So you would think that because we know that intellectually, Paula, yes, that we would right. be open to preparing and having these kinds of conversations. But that's not how it works.
1: no. We're and we're human. Nobody wants to talk about death, but it it is a certainty. I serve on a, a board for a visiting nurse and hospice organization, and we were having this discussion at a um, a function the other night. Is it is certain? I, I mean, I, I can tell you with one hundred percent certainty, we you will die, I will die. But as a culture, we can't accept that, so we put these blinders on and we we are too busy to deal with it. We're too distracted to deal with it. It's too uncomfortable to deal with it, but it's, you know, that and taxes are the two realities that you can't get out of. I mean, we're all, it's all going to happen to us. I mean, from the day we are born, you know, we know we're going to die, but yet culturally, we can't deal with it. And so I'm trying to help people get more comfortable about it. So I know in a our client meetings, we've had two in the last two days, you know, I asked that question. So, you know, your husband is 14 years older than you, 15 years older than you. What's the plan? When was the last time you looked at your estate documents? You know, you, you have beneficiaries named, but you don't have contingent beneficiaries named, you know, what has changed? What will happen to your pets? What happens if something happens to both of you at the same time? You know, so the, there's a lot of headaches in that. And, and my in-laws died within a week of each other a little more than a year ago. And, you know, they were pretty buttoned up, but, you know, two things didn't end up in the trust. And, you know, probate took over a year. That not something that you really want to spend your money on or your time. And it is a frustrating process. It's an expensive process. And, Because people, you know, they think something's going to happen. You know, we're going to sell that place before we, you know, before we die. So we're not going to put it in the trust. We're going to, oh, we just forgot about this one piece and it didn't end up in there. And then it opens up a Pandora's box for those who are left behind. And not necessarily fun.
0: No, 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 probably, (laughs) probably not fun. No. Because that box. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the checks aren't fun either,
0: right? By the way, and even if you're prepared, there's still stuff that that's 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 going to come along. Now, that's certainly not a reason to not prepare. Um, right. That being said, I, I I wrote down a track to run on, and yeah. this is this is how we do things. I'm ready. Because if if you do something, you do it consistently, you get your haircut or your hair done every four weeks. That's just what you do. If you get in the habit of communicating with loved ones, your partner, then that's what you do. But if you're not in the habit of doing it, then that's not what you do. So is there an effective intervention that you have found? Is it uh, a just a kind of conversation. Is there a new software? Is there something that has helped catalyze this kind of conversation?
1: You know, I what I I think it for me. There's I don't find that there's a software. It's more of a personalized touch. So when you know that someone has had a loss, um, you sort of open the door or the window to have the conversation. Um, someone recently had lost a really good friend, and they had lost their mother. So. You know, you've just been through this experience. You know, how do you want things to happen for uh, your loved ones when it becomes your time? So people are often much more receptive when there's something that's happened to them close or something in the public eye. You know, when Prince died without an estate plan, I think Aretha Franklin died without an estate plan. Capitalizing on those moments to get people to go, wow, they were successful, they were wealthy and they didn't do it. Uh, we we just did a retirement uh webinar and one of the women stayed later she's an attorney uh her name's on the law firm i mean it's a it's a good sized regional firm and she said there i have three of us really good friends we're all attorneys and one of a one of the friends passed away without an estate plan and she was an attorney and so we tried desperately to honor her wishes but the book. Probate courts had to step in and all of her wishes couldn't get honored. So they, the two living friends are now motivated to make sure they do the right thing by their loved ones and themselves. So I think there's, it's capitalizing on those moments and sharing the stories. When you, you know, um, we we worked with a woman years ago and her husband was diagnosed and in 40 days he died. And they had estate planning documents that they didn't sign. Mm. And he had been a very speculative investor, and everything had been sort of crashing down, and she lost everything. We're talking four properties, including a ranch, waterfront property, all of it, because everything crashed at one time, and they never signed any estate planning documents. So when people hear those stories, they usually go, ooh, I don't want that to happen to me. And then they're a little bit more motivated.
0: Yeah. You don't want to let a disaster go to waste kind of a thing, which is a terrible phrase and morbid and all of those things. And it's an opportunity to get off the dime or whatever the term is to actually start kind of having these conversations. Because there's a couple of examples right there that you've just shared that your in-laws did planning, but there were still little things here and there. Those folks actually went through the estate planning process, but they didn't get it signed or you create a trust and, and you don't put anything inside of it. Uh, that, that happens a lot. I'm sure you've seen that too. It's like the
1: trust is empty. You didn't retitle anything.
0: It's like, what does that even mean? That that's the reality mm-hmm. is that you create a tool, but then you don't put the things inside of the tool to distribute them. So, so yeah. common. Um, do people need to become experts? Do I need to become a personal financial expert to be able to get my ducks in a row if- let's just use an example let's say that that the wife is on top of everything she manages the household finances the husband doesn't he doesn't need to know everything but he needs to know something how to do-
1: yeah he uh, you know you do not need to be an expert you need to be willing to accept help you need to know where to go for help um and then you need to implement so having the, those trusted advisors in your life are so important. Um, and I'll just mention, I met with a woman recently, um, only child, in her 80s, uh, no living relatives, and paralyzed with fear on making decisions and that everyone is out to get her. About, you know, if I go to the bank, they'll want me to do this. The estate, the attorney's gonna want that. They're gonna charge me for this fee. And this woman has no one to turn to and her fear is holding her back from being able to make decisions. Um, And that is a tough situation. If she just allowed someone to help her, it will be, you know, it it will make things so much smoother and she'll be able to enjoy her life day to day now rather than live in that absolute paralyzing fear. And when she goes, there's going to be a really big mess left behind. For, for whoever.
0: So I think we can take this all the way back to the beginning and liken working with great professionals like yep. going to Alaska and having a guide because yes. the guide is going to help you not get eaten by a bear. And the advisor is going to help you not make catastrophic decisions or Eight. not decisions
1: a beautiful um, analogy Uh, that's, you know, one of the things Carl Richards says is, you know, we help people see their blind spots as advisors. And I think that's exactly it. We've seen more pathways um, than other people have seen. And we can say pitfall coming, you know, just like you said, the guide, the guide knows where the bears usually are. They know their patterns, they know how things work. And if someone can be ahead of you, you know, mind you, we're with guides that don't have guns. so you know they they're doing this because they've had repetition they've had inst they have instinct they they know how behavior has happened and that's what we do as guides for our clients is we we help prepare them so that if that grizzly bear shows up you know it's going to be okay because we've got a plan in place
0: that's right and it's taking really really complicated emotionally charged scary stuff and making it really easy to understand that guide could have told you, Hey, Paula, on your way to the bathroom, sing your favorite song. But he knows that it's better to say, just sing happy birthday, because number one, we all know that. And then instead of thinking about what song am I supposed to be singing? And what were the lyrics again? Just because I've been here a million times. I know what works. Let's keep it simple. This will get the job done.
1: It's true. And The way as a female guide, the way she approached it, she was calm. She was like, this is exciting. We're prepared for this type of situation. Here's your little bag. Here's your shovel. It's you got it. You're going to get it done. And when we project confidence and not being afraid for our clients, they're going to react in a much calmer way and probably more likely to get things done. And then I always ask this, do I have your permission to follow up with you, to nudge you? And I would say 98% of the time people say, yes, please. I would appreciate that.
0: And what happens when you follow up? What most people do it? Okay.
1: (laughs) Sometimes it's, you know what? I really appreciate that. And, you know, we, I have a call with my daughters again this Sunday night and we're going to deal with it this week. And so um, it it, it eventually gets done. Some people that's a shorter period of time. Um, Some people it's a little bit longer and then people feel great. They really, you know, like they feel like the weight of the world is lifted off them when they they take the action. And that's that's so rewarding as an advisor to see that.
0: So sort of following up on the, whether or not somebody needs to become an expert at this, like it's not necessary at all. And what, what, what I'm saying that is this, the person you were just talking about, I'm gonna have a conversation with my daughters. Client does not need to, all of a sudden teach their daughter everything about the financial plan and everything about everything. They just need to know what, who to turn to, where everything yep. is.
1: Exactly. So we we did have a 93 year old client pass away last June and the son called because there was a folder that said, this is the investment advisor. And, you know, we had tried multiple times to meet with, you know, the kids and we never were able to, but The six children all said, dad talked about you all the time. We, he had trust in you. We have trust in you. And he had everything buttoned up and we were able to distribute those assets, you know, within 30 days, you know, the custodian getting every paperwork in, it was done. It was easy. Uh, So having, having that information clearly laid out for people then makes it so easy because he wasn't expecting to die either. He got sick didn't recover quickly and you know, six weeks later, um, even though he was older, it was not something you would expect. So I th- I think that again, you don't have to be the expert. Just leave the leave a clear trail to get to the experts, and the experts will help take over um, at a time when, you know, it's a it's a it's a lot going on for someone who's lost someone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, certainly. So if 59 is the average age that somebody becomes a widow. That means that there's a lot of people who that happens before that too. Yes. So don't wait till you're 59. Do it now.
1: Now there's a woman who's in in financial services and um, we follow each other on X and she lost her husband. She's 37 years old. Hmm. He died a few months ago, Um, you know, and she's been so vocal in a good way, expressing, um, what her journey has been like. And it's really, I think it's really going to help people because people are shocked when a 30 something passes away and they really don't think, you know, whatever happened to them, but here's someone that's very well known and it did happen and people are, you know, pouring a lot of support for her, but she's also then sharing a lot that's going to help other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I always appreciate when people are willing to, (laughs) Open themselves up and to share during uh, during a terrible time like that. Um,
1: Yeah, hmm. those when we when we're vulnerable um, and we share that vulnerability, people are able to connect in such deep ways and learn.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, Paula, we're ready for that difference-making tip. What do you have for us?
1: So, not having a plan is a plan. So when you don't take that action, you've just set a plan in motion that may not be what you wanted to happen and may leave a a potential mess for other people and may not work out so well uh, for you in the long run either.
0: Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. You know, I don't think anybody's going to, you know. I hope that that nobody dies before they're supposed to. I hope that nobody gets sick and needs care or can't work and anything like that. But the reality is we've been talking about is that it does happen all the time. And the consequences to those who are still living or who are dependent on you are so great, but that's why we do planning. That's That's why we are having this conversation, Paula. So thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with you?
1: Absolutely. Our website is whcornerstone.com. And we've got lots of uh, free guides and uh, takeaways for helping people plan for these types of situations. Because, again, you don't have to be the expert. You just need some tools and we're here to help.
0: Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Paula your appreciation share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to whcornerstone.com and check out all the great resources and get in touch with Paula to make sure that you put yourself and your loved ones in position to be successful, regardless of the curveballs that life throws at you. Just in case you do get eaten by that bear, everything will be Mm -hmm. taken care of. (laughs) Thanks again, Paula.
1: Thank you, George. I appreciate it.
0: Finally, very much in line with what we've been talking about today. A friendly reminder, there's never going to be anybody more interested in your financial success than you are. So act accordingly.